innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We keep for the people, you know it's our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, cause we all gon' say, Ugh. Elevate, 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 higher. Elevate, 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 higher. We gon' rise up. We all gon' shine. Work through adversity. Stay on the grind. Elevate, elevate. This is our time. Elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh Dalton. And we're grateful to be back on with you. Solo. Solo, post-Super Bowl. Post-halftime show. Post it all. Dude, post Malone. You hit a post. Speaking of hitting a post, we have a... No, I'm not going to do that yet. <laughs> Check out our latest post. Yeah. <laughs> Check it all out. We're grateful to be here. We have so much to get into, as I said that all the time, but there's still a lot to get into. We're going to be talking about the housing inflation here in Canada. Some UX concepts that we haven't touched on UX in a long time. We have not touched oh, design. It's, like, yeah. it's interesting. We're going to be talking about the design of QR codes uh, being used here nationally. And Snoop Dogg, of course. I got to hit some Snoop. <laughs> got to hit some Snoop. <laughs> and last but not least, we will keep the wildcard segment a surprise. Because this one is going to be a fun one to talk about because we go down a bit of conspiracy alley. <laughs> it's and, a bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah, but hey, we're just here to have fun, you know? Um, but yeah, we're getting back to our roots of really getting into business and how it affects society. Life. And life. It's, we're fantastic. We're grateful to have you. So before we start, please subscribe. Share with your friends. Share it on your socials. It does not go unnoticed. Every week we come on here and we debrief in the room next to the studio and we're just like talking about all the comments and like what people are saying and good or bad, it's dope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's real. Uh, this was a not so good week for me, uh, but you know, there's there's off weeks and there's good weeks. You That's know, right. So. There are weeks where I'm just like anxious and I'm like, <laughs> the internet yeah. hates me. Yeah. I don't remember. You know what? That's okay. They do. So. All right. And that's all, as long as you're loved by people that love you, it's all matters. Right? That's right. They're here for it. But one thing that's kind of irking me lately because it's kind of landing a little closer to home <laughs> is uh, literally. I'm literally <laughs> triggered. Uh, I, I've kind of alluded to at various points in the podcast, but officially get more serious about buying real estate. And uh, yeah, 21% increase. Um, in pricing, not supply. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was actually spooky. Actually, I'm going to pull that up right now. Again, um, we, I'm going to give him a nice little shout out for the boys. But uh, Peter Brower, we love you. Yeah. You're true. amazing. True. But you put <laughs> out, he puts out these friggin' infographics that add anxiety to my life. All right. Specifically here in Nova Scotia. So right now, speaking specifically to Nova Scotia, he pulls us up, right? Right now in the re- listings in the HRM, the Halifax Regional Municipality, there are 179 houses on the market. Okay. Supply. That's how much is on the market to buy. Okay. This time last year, 772. And we thought that was low. And we thought that was low. The year before that, 2020, you know, the big old pandemic, 1,900 houses were on the market this time in 2020. <gasps> Holy smokes. And don't even get me started what 2019 looked like. 2019. 4,000. Uh, close. Well, ish. Uh, tw- uh, 2,700. Oh. Close to 2,800. 2784. So, wow. That's the supply, and it's shrinking. <laughs> wow. So, you want to know how house prices are just going through the roof? There it is. Supply and demand. <laughs> so, some basic supply and demand. It's spooky as heck. Uh, and as someone who um, was kind would of. I'd like it to buy it. I would like to buy uh, <laughs> now. Uh, like, literally, my real estate agent was telling me, Peter, I hope I'm not misquoting you on this, but I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of any house we look to put an offer in, we need to put at least 100000 down and then an extra 5% just as a little premium and we will most likely get it. I was like, so you're telling me 100000 more over asking and then an extra 5% on top of that to hopefully get the house. He's like, yep. I was like, oh, baby. 100000 over asking. 100000 over asking. He's like, that's minimum. So do you want to know something? I haven't um, been working with a new client who just bought a investment property in Dartmouth. Okay. And it's completely redone in a great up and coming neighborhood. Like it's like they got in a great location. Mm-hmm. So after all the work is done, like to the studs, super, super modern, like brand new, it looks gorgeous. High end appliances. It's super nice. Brand new decks. They listed it for four seventy nine nine, and their realtor suggested a bully offer at six hundred grand, and they got it. 
no questions asked. But they waived inspection. Right. They waived, they waived, they waived. They're an investor out of Ontario, so they put as much down as they could. But that's what it took. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I that's was... What it took. So 479, that's over 100 grand over asking. Yeah, easily. And I've been seeing it frequently. All the houses I've had my eye on, um, all of which have been averaging between getting between 120 to 200,000 over asking over the past month. And so another stat for our butts here in Halifax, which frustrates me even more. So last year was a crazy year for real estate. It was unreal. We grew 22%. Yeah. Was the increase. That was year over year. Year over year. Year year increase, 22% sales. Yeah. (laughs) We just hit 21%. (laughs) Now it's month over month. At the end of January. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I'm sharing this, and I know it sounds so depressing. Don't worry. I'm right there with you. It's terrible. It sucks. Um, why is it happening? Well, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but <laughs> like, that's a whole other rabbit hole in itself. Um, but it is intri- intriguing of, what, of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think it, a lot of it does play into the idea of what we talked about last or two weeks ago. Yeah. Of the amount of money laundering that happens here in the country. Totally. It has a huge reason to do with it. Uh, and then as well as you throw a pandemic in there and people start getting scared and supply is at an all-time low, uh, things are going through. Like We even saw the real estate agent, uh, Ace Realty, ASE Realty. Yeah, I think her name's Asane. Yeah, oh, I can't forget her name. She's a TikToker out of Toronto. Yeah, real estate agent out of Toronto. Just learned tonight we both follow her, or at least have seen yeah, her TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, even she quotes in her TikTok like the out-of-province people who just need somewhere to put money mm-hmm. and so they don't care what they pay for a condo and they just buy it they don't care yeah also i mean it's maybe not so much of a big deal here but there are more and more developments here similar to toronto that are under sometimes 400 square feet for a bachelor yeah and you can't get a lender for under 400 square feet in, in under in cmh cmhc won't insure really uh under 400 square foot dwelling actually speaking of peter i tried to buy a distressed property it was like 30 grand, 40 grand. I was just going to fix it up and resell it. But it was under 400 square feet. feet, So you would need at least 20% down and you probably wouldn't get a a lender when the person who I was trying to sell to, he was like, it would be impossible to sell. Dang. Because that's so hard to get a loan on an under 400 square feet. Never would have known. So there's like, developers are building shoe boxes. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, People need somewhere to park their money for a few years, so they don't care yeah. how much down it costs. They're not even using a loan. They're buying it outright. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and then there's nowhere left to live. Yeah, and it's screwing over all the, like, the regular people who are just trying to live here. Uh, and just get, like oh, We have so many foreign investors. The thing, and I don't have so much of a pickle with it if it does end up on the rental market. Because at least there's still housing supply. It's just rental housing supply. But when they're being bought and then... Like, I mean, you can look in New York right now. There's, like, TikTok pages that highlight, like, the vacant units. Like, in the in the sky, what are they called? Sky rise? Sky, sky, uh, sky skyscrapers. Um, you can, like, they'll zoom in across and be like, here's a full apartment, like, empty. But their building shows no vacancy. Right. So someone bought that or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. they're just buying places to park money. Yeah. It seems like. I don't know why else that would happen. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's what it does seem like. It's crazy. Yeah. To like, just be like, here's 500 grand. I, I don't care. Yeah. Don't. I don't care. No. They I just don't. don't want my government to know about this 500 grand. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Yeah. Let's park it over there in Yale, Canada because no one's going to check over there. Because it'll be worth 700, 800 in a year at this mm-hmm. rate. Yeah. Two years. It's a great investment. <laughs> and now your money's clean when you sell it. Yeah, exactly. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Little capital gains, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they'll pay the whatever, like the other uh, foreign investment taxes. That's nothing. So here's the next thing, and that's what this TikToker, mm-hmm. I really wish I knew her name to credit her for this information. Yeah. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Okay. It's a 15, I think she said, percent foreign buyer tax when you're out of the country buying in Canada. Mm-hmm. That gets paid to the government. Yeah. And then people will go on the internet. Yeah. Anya. Anya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anya. ASE Realty. ASE Realty on TikTok. Yeah. In Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess, oh. the ba- guess the battery wasn't charged. That's okay. We'll keep her going. I lost the light of my life. <laughs> um, I swear I charged that before, but all right. <laughs> um, how do you say, like, uh, if you're out of Canada buying real estate here, 
15% is a fee that the government just adds on top of the purchase price. Mm-hmm. So it's like the government's making all this money off of housing, but they won't build any or invest in any or like, wh- where's that money go? Yeah. Yeah. And your complaint cannot be with the real estate agent taking their 5%. Mm-hmm. 5%. Yeah. They also did a job. The government didn't do a job and took 15%. Yeah. It's a, and it's a very similar fee that we even as Nova Scotians face here with the 1.5%. Or again, it's a the U- transfer. Yeah, the D transfer tax. Like stupid. W- it's like literally the most useless tax I've ever seen in my life, except for just collecting money. It's just called. You're telling me that you need a one and a half percent, which is thousands of dollars. Yeah. To go on a computer and say, "This is you stone it." Select, and then type in the new person's name, and then hit save. Boom. It's a good job. I need that job. Yeah, hook me right. up. I want that one and a half percent. And I was doing the math. I'm like, I'm going to be spending in close up between to ten and $15,000 to close on a home. Just and then heaven forbid you ever want to move that into a corporation someday. Because you have to pay it again. Really? Oh, wait, it's a de-transfer tax. Because yeah, yeah. what happened. That's what happened with me when my grandmother passed away. Mm. They had to, a de-transfer tax from a dead person. What do you want? Want the person to let the house sit there? Right. Well, obviously, it has to get transferred to someone. That seems ill in the first place. Yeah. So, because it was my name in the will, it couldn't go to my company, so they'd do it to me. Then I had registered the business, everything got in line, and then I had to pay it again. Yikes. Even though it's still me, it's just me under a different name. Right. Got to transfer that deed, dog. Dude, it's crazy. That's a big tax, dude. One and a half percent. Yeah. You got to so, pay your lawyer, you got to pay appraisers, you got to pay, um, you know, stagers, if you're selling, stagers, cleaning, you know, Photography, it's expensive to do anything real estate. Like it's it's not easy. Yeah. I hate it. I hate all of it, man. And yeah, it goes back in like the useless taxes. So like, you know, the government's obviously not gonna do much about it because they love their collecting cash left, right, and center. But, you know. They claimed that the foreign buyers tax was to protect the Canadian economy. And it was like, no, we're just gonna line our pockets with it. No, because if you were likely. trying to protect you would say you're not allowed. Straight up. We would say, no, we want our Canadians to have the first right to buy. And it has to be on the market for so long before we'll even allow a foreign buyer to bid on it. Mm. Something. But instead they added a tax. Do you know what rich people don't care about? What? Fees. Oh, true. That's true. That's like the whole point. Like Joe Rogan goes on about F you money. Mm-hmm. What's the point if you don't say F you to people? Mm. So who cares that there's 15%? These people are rich. Right. They don't care. Mm. That didn't prevent anyone. Right. That's to give them a bigger write-off. Mm-hmm. Because fees are tax write-offs. They are, actually. Yeah, you're right. I so forgot. now they get to just write that off on their taxes. And I forgot about that, too. If you own a property and you rent it out, you're, you write off all the interest on it, too, on the mortgage yep. payments. That's nice. So they're not protecting Canadians. Your government is lying to you, and you're being tricked. Boom. If that's not the theme of this podcast, well, I don't know <laughs> what it is. the theme of me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to start off. I think it was an interesting segment to start off with, just because I was like, oh, 21% across the country. That's ill. I, I, so 179 active HRM listings. Mm-hmm. HRM's big. Yeah, dude. <laughs> HRM's big. That's all the way to Hams Plains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I read that, I was like 179 houses are on the market. I was like, shoot. Like, that's that's actually crazy. There's some subdivisions that have more homes than that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so imagine just one subdivision in HRM is for mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. Everything else is taken. It hurts. That hurts. And then you've got people moving here because, I mean, it's people coming to Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. We're accepting immigrants into this country, which I think is unfair when you've nowhere to put them. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of like you didn't do your due diligence. Right. That's true. Not, we're going to take you from somewhere that's worse mm-hmm. and give you something that's just all right. Mm. That doesn't seem like a great solution. Right. And then they go, Canadians who are also homeless. Sorry. <laughs> Stay homeless. Yeah. The nation of renters, that's a big thing that's coming up, right? I remember Grant Cardone kind of hit on that a little bit too, where he's like, it just like our generation and younger are really focused on just like they love mobility was what the selling point was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They love to go Airbnb style, you know, yeah. the, you know, uh, the the car one. Uh, Turo. Uh, Turo. Yeah. Is another one like it's just that's kind of like how the business has progressed to over the years. Yeah, uh, you know, and a lot of people think that's you know where the the world's obviously going. That's kind of where, like, with prices skyrocketing where they are. 
I have to think like, well, is it done being done purposely? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yes. have, I have to ask the question like why I'll ask the question. Okay. Don't, don't shoot the messengers. Just answer me this question. Why have interest rates remained this low for this long? If it wasn't about trying to drive up prices. Right. That's nuts. Like the, like all time low interest rates that we've ever seen. No, ever no, seen. The whole, here's the thing. I think renting smart for me. Mm-hmm. I think buying a home as your primary residence is dumb. I've said that many times. That's nothing new. But to the big businesses and the influencers and people saying renting is such a lifestyle, the freedom is a lifestyle, they are probably big real estate owners. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like if home ownership is your goal, you should be able to work for it. But these people are, th- what they're doing is pricing you out. They are pricing you out of the market. They want it all. Right. If Grant Cardone could kick you out and buy your house, he would do it. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy he is. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. You know. What I just thought he was, this is not a topic, but I thought that was interesting, is Domino's. Like pizza? Yeah, Domino's pizza. Oh. That's interesting. I had to verify. I only saw it as a LinkedIn post, but the person who posted it is credible. Okay. I didn't get a chance to actually do the uh, background check on it, but they did a campaign where they donated like $100,000 to small businesses you know, to help them through the pandemic. Hundred thousand. Okay, fair enough. That's cool. Great, yeah. Better than nothing. Better than a kick in the teeth, as my dad would say. Totally. But they spent fifty million dollars promoting the fact they donated a hundred thousand dollars to small businesses. Oh my gosh! I love the performative activism. We're here for it. I love that. Do good things and pretend you're a good person. Hundred percent. As I said, I have to do my due diligence, but I'm pretty sure that was a good. It was. It wouldn't it was, surprise it was me. By Dan Price, the was the LinkedIn post. Oh, so which it wouldn't I, surprise me then. Exactly. Like he, he usually what he posts is pretty spot on and true. So also on brand for any big corporation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all those campaigns. Do you ever hear the commercials? Like shoppers love you program. We love women. Women are great, and it's like donate to the women's program, and we're gonna match up to a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. And it's like, oh, you just spent five hundred grand on radio commercials. True. <laughs> what do you mean? You could just give them the money away, shut up about it, and know you did something good. Mm-hmm. But it's performative. Mm. Yeah. Trust me, we're woke. Yeah. Please don't hurt us. Yeah. Yeah, get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if you have to spend any money on marketing for a campaign that you're donating to, you simply don't care. Why wouldn't you put the money to the campaign? That's more money to help a cause that clearly needs the money. Otherwise, you wouldn't be donating to them. Boom. Got it. Got <laughs> Got you, Shoppers Drug Mart. Take that, Galen Weston. <laughs> Dalton's been waiting all these years ever since he was a cashier ever there. like, with that job. I'm going to get you back. I swear. <laughs> Curse you, Galen. <laughs> yeah. The boom. He got it. Yeah. So I thought that was, again, the, this idea of, you know, businesses and big corporations, like we're, we're in the era of that huge. Uh, and we've also seen the merger of big business and government happen now too Which in a is huge like, way more than we've ever seen before didn't they always say to keep church and state separate like yeah what, what's going on yeah i've never seen so many businesses like cooperate with government mm-hmm. but when you're getting a bunch of money yeah I guess it's a business not. business it's money yeah which was i thought was interesting right again we can i'm trying to tread lightly on this one um but you know obviously what happens going on with the truckers right Oh, the, the government just over the internet just raged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Whoops. Uh, froze all their bank accounts because the emergencies act emergencies act, which oh, there's people on the internet who are like, they can do that anytime. And I'm like, not without a warrant. Yeah. Or like that and a court order. Yeah, exactly. Court order or warrant. Like that's the things that are needed. But with the, under emergencies act, they can go full Castro. Yeah, they just, can full do whatever they want. And the interesting thing, too, is Trudeau is actually about having right now in Parliament is having a really hard time convincing Parliament that this was needed because like they're like, what's the actual threat here? You know, strip away all the media, strip away what you think is happening. What is what's actually happening on the ground? Is it is it um, are people's safety at stake here? Yeah. Are people in danger? Yeah. Is this what's happening? If you can't answer that question, then you don't need to invoke the Emergencies Act. Yeah. But the interesting thing, too. There's only one other time in history where the Emergencies Act was invoked. Was it by his father? Yes, sir. Of course. The Trudeaus love that Emergency Act. Yeah. They love it. The Trudeaus love control and authority. Yeah. You know, here we are. For, I don't know why that Montreal airport's named after his father, but, you know, we out here. I know. So. What a shame. Fair enough. Anyways, didn't want to stand, spend too much time on that, but it's just in general, this whole idea that, hey, TD, can you just freeze all these accounts? Oh, uh, sure. You yes. got us. You're done. 
Like, it's just like, what's going on? I know. You know, like, well, what? Like, I thought that was like, you can, <laughs> to me though, <laughs> like, you can freeze my checking account, dog, not much of my checking account. Because, mm. I mean, that is, I mean, if you're leaving money in your checking account, I mean, banks are regulated by the government. So it's like, I get it's that. not that it's not that I've ever had a fear of them taking my money. And I don't even with this happening, but it's just like, oh, banks have always been kind of we like weary around banks in general. Like they report to the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your money is effectively managed by the government. Like banks are government controlled, which is ridiculous. Well, not government controlled, but they have to report to the government. They have yeah. to report to your credit file. Like, Everyone knows how much money you have or don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I understand that. Like, obviously, you don't want to be like for a, a smart investment sense is you should never keep your money in a checking account if you're actually yeah. trying to grow it. But the reality is, you're dealing with a lot of working class people who don't really know any that's better. Right. In the reality, that's right. I really think this is my last part. And we can mm-hmm. move on. I think that's why he did it. He knows his crowd. Mm-hmm. He knows these people likely live out of their bank accounts, mm-hmm. as I have done, as everyone has done. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he's just taking advantage of that. That's what it looks like. That's how it reads. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of grimy. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. It, it made me It made me really think about the people who, like, if they're getting their bank accounts frozen, no matter what's happening there, and listen, if you were someone who wasn't peaceful, you deserve repercussions for not being peaceful. That's life. I think anyone deserves yeah. that. But if you were there because you believed in something and you're dealing with the ramifications of others and now that affects your rent being paid on the first, I have a big problem with that. Yeah. It's not a good precedent to set. No, and uh, and the the other on top of that, there are um, Trudeau's government's officially now going after thirty, um, thirty crypto addresses. I'm like, good luck with that. Good luck. That's the point of crypto. So your grimy fingers can't get all over it. Exactly. Weasel. <laughs> you tell him, Dalton. I. Dalton feels a certain way, and we'll move on before My he gets gosh. any more trouble tonight. Okay. Jay. Anyway, so. We're getting into some theories tonight, some design theories. As anyone knows, I am a designer by trade. That's what I do for a living. I saw this one. I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> so to give context, what I wrote in our note was the theories of open concept design on, uh, sorry, the theories of open concept design, is it a narrative of an evolution of society? So I thought it was interesting, right? So, you know, if you look in the homes of like the seventies, eighties, okay, you did mean homes. Yeah. Okay. Quite literally cool. meant homes. Um, you know, you have these homes that a lot of them, like, if you go in these old homes, especially the ones that get, you, you go in there, you try to renovate Victorian. them, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, everyone, there's a room for everything. There's a room. In a hall with five rooms off of exactly. it. Exactly. You got the yeah. room for the kitchen. You have the room for the dining room. You got the room for the living room. Yes. Everything's sectioned off. The study. The blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 Yeah. Exactly. And so I was talking to somebody. Again, this is totally theoretical and just spitballing, but it's just something that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think would, uh, obviously, directly in front of me, Dalton, yeah. what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. But as well as those who are listening, just think about it. It's interesting. Um, is Was that a commentary on the day and time? You know, back in there, gender roles were more traditional. Yeah. You know, women stay in the kitchen. They do their thing. Men are off doing their own thing. And then they just come together at the dining room table when it's necessary. So is that a commentary on everything being blocked off? Yeah. And everyone having its place. Everything having its place. Everything second off. Now we've moved on to, you know, today. The open concept is the one big thing. Or, you know, and it's all about bringing families together and yes. speaking to each other and talking. Someone's in the kitchen. Someone's in the living room. They can talk and communicate. Yeah. Is this a commentary yeah. as, from a design perspective evolving to society's norms I'm, or how are societies evolved to in terms of their take on the family? I totally think it has. Like 100%. I think that's it, eh? When I look at, like, my grandmother's place, you walk in the front door and it's, like, a long hallway. Mm-hmm. And there's a living room, bathroom, bedroom, bedroom, kitchen. Dining room. Kitchen and dining room are like one big room. So mm-hmm. that's like a little more modern, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then you look at like where I live and it's like you walk in and it's like kitchen, dining room, living room, one big room. Right. And I could not live the other way. Yeah. Not just like to me, I'm like, I couldn't do that. I want to be able to see my patio and I want to be able to see my partner who's maybe in the living room or, you know, I'm working in the kitchen, someone's in the at the dining table. I just think it's absolutely a representation of like our values, one hundred percent. Or maybe it's just with the times. People dress different back then too. Yeah, true. They talk different. Cars look different. I think it's maybe advancements as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they maybe it had to do with structure. Maybe mm-hmm. you needed that many walls back then. Maybe there just wasn't a, a engineering safe way to build a home without having that many walls. So they had to make rooms. Right. I don't know, but there's 
something that's clearly there. There's something I don't know what it is that's mm-hmm. progressing at the same rate as the way we speak, the way we dress, the way we interact with people, it, and a bunch of other things. I, there's a common denominator there. Right. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but there's something that's moving that affects everything. Right. Yeah. Although it was just something that kind of hit me. It was so someone brought up to me. It was actually one of my clients that brought up to me uh, once upon a time. I just remembered it today. I was like, oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. It is interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, those who are listening, you know, think about it. It's intriguing. Yeah. What type of house do you live in? Oh, well, I think there's some point in a lot of what I've seen now for, in terms of design. There's a lot of focus on, like, things that have multiple uses that you can fit in an open space. Like, oh, this table folds up to... The stairs have drawers in them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of like the open concept, but with things that can do multiple things. And I feel like there's a lot of the reason for the open concept is that it can make a smaller area appear bigger because it's all open. Totally. And then with the smaller designed objects that can do multiple things, you can fold out. It's a bed. It's a thing. I think it's kind of pushing a narrative of, condensing people to smaller areas to fit more people as well mm-hmm. right the apartment buildings are being pushed more yeah, we just talking about that and you said like the bed have you seen the apartments in new york where the bed comes down from the ceiling right those are cool but then when that's not down it's your living room i never thought of it like that maybe it's just another greedy developer thing they're just pushing people shoe boxes into shoe boxes Yo, that's shoe what box. it is I remember when uh, when I was living in Toronto, I would take the uh, I would take the go train from Mimico out to Mississauga to go to lacrosse practice. I was coming back one day, and I just got off the go train in Mimico. I was taking the bus up home, and uh, I was standing in front of this like condo building that was in the midst of being developed. It was actually townhouses actually, and uh, this one woman who seems a little off a rocker, <laughs> she comes right right in my face again. This is you know I'm thinking 2008 2009 right. Yeah. Comes up to me in my face. She's like, can you believe this? Bunch of pillboxes up in here. I was like, sorry, what? What did you say? She's like, living in this. It's like living in a pillbox. I was like, you're probably right. They are kind of small. (laughs) But have a good day, ma'am. Sorry. (laughs) Have a see ya. But it's interesting how we kind of moved into, again, the condensing thing. Like You look over in China, uh, India, uh, Hong Kong, Beijing, obviously the... I hear you, um, but like, the, like <laughs> shut up. I heard it when I said, it, okay. Um, but like in those like huge urban areas, like the amount of like just condensing and just the way they live, like it's really interesting. Like, as Philip was saying, everything has a multiple purpose. Yeah. Uh, everything has, you know, you, you live within what a 400, 500 square feet place, but uh, a spot, uh, spot that has to accommodate everything. Yep. It is, it is weird. It is interesting. And it's, slow, it's slowly happening here in obviously in our metropolitan cities. Like you look at the Roy, the super famous Roy. Sorry, Philip, don't don't take any hatred. Um, but I just like when the Roy and like you know it's prompted to be this really fancy place. And I walk in, I just was very underwhelmed by a lot of the units in it. Yeah. So I remember I was looking at getting a place in there for investment property as an investment yeah. property. And I was just like, I'm not really impressed. Yeah. Like. This was like so. This was like amped up to be more than it, than it is. It's because it was the first, right? I guess yeah. yeah. Come from Toronto, you've seen bigger and better. I guess, yeah. but yeah. But like the views, the views are not, nice. Which is like never forget that was Fenwick Tower. Oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about the views. Yeah, the views, like the building, the views. <laughs> yeah, they rent Euro style one bedrooms, which is a really quirky way of saying we give you a Murphy bed without a closet, mm-hmm. and they rent them for fifteen hundred bucks a month. It's up to fifteen hundred now. Fifteen hundred for a one bedroom. The bedroom doesn't have a closet, and your bed's a Murphy bed. Wow! And the rest of the apartment is a total of four hundred and some odd square feet. Before it turned into the views, I had a buddy of mine. I had a two bedroom out of there. Uh, they were paying twelve hundred a month. It's crazy how things have changed. Eh? Yeah. Someone bought, someone bought the building, and now it's recladded it. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars now, the, boys. And they also renovated everything. They did. It is gorgeous, mm-hmm. but. I can never get on board with a Euro style one bedroom. <laughs> Make it sound nice, eh? Yeah, that's right. They're just tricking you. Come boys. Yeah. Yeah, we love marketing. We're out here for it. Um, but honestly, we're gonna swap these. We're gonna swap these two topics. I'm gonna drop, jump in a little bit into Snoop Dogg All right. because what I'm about to mention kind of ties in this pillbox situation. Okay. The conspiracies that flew off after the Super Bowl was interesting. Oh. You saw the set. 
set was kind of cool, like the white boxes and stuff. Yeah. And they people point out how they were similar design to the boxes and tents that are kind of being designed outside of the elf, um, the LA premises. Yeah. Of kind of these little boxes that are being built that were initially meant for COVID. Right. Um, and there's like, was there were they making a commentary on these things? Is this what our future is? Everyone's kind of freaking about these little boxes, right? Um, you know, I was just like, okay, interesting conspiracy theories. Intriguing. Huh. Um, but I was like, you know, that was people's conspiracy. It's like, are they trying to make a commentary of like what our living situation is going to look like in the future? I don't know. I thought they were just supposed to be, because like the floor was mm. obviously Compton. Yeah. I just thought they were just like supposed to be buildings. Like I thought they were yeah. just sitting on top of buildings. That's, you know. I just looked at it as, as it was. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't even know what I was looking at if I'm being honest. Yeah, to be, I only could tell the floor was clearly map. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I was like, they just seemed like buildings yeah. yeah i didn't read that far into it yeah they had like signs and stuff on them so well, one was a pizza joint or something i saw that yeah i was like oh. i also saw i saw snoop dog pop out and he crip walked across the top of the <laughs> little building <laughs> <laughs> i was i was here i was loving it i was enjoying it it was a good show and uh la, 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 la. it's the one and only every song they played also had such an iconic like intro that mm-hmm. it was just like yeah oh. It was amazing. I loved it. Uh, and I loved also people going off on Eminem for kneeling. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about that before, and it was like people were talking that it was like up, like in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah. And then there was other people like he was just gracefully passing off the stage to someone else. And yeah. there was someone who said he had mentioned weeks before he was really nervous, and he was probably just like, decompressing maybe thanking god whatever it is he wants to do like mm-hmm. and i was just like no matter what it was just, he did it it's yeah. eminem he's all he's never gonna explain himself yeah oh he that's what i love about him he he's never care. gonna explain himself yeah and he never like you'll never get that from him which i appreciate i've always appreciated that about him if he knew he did anything wrong then he's not gonna explain himself yeah because in his heart he knows and even if he did something wrong he still probably won't he won't but he'll rap about it later yeah. And you'll be like, oh, was that about me? <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I was like, that's actually one of like the lines of one of his songs that I've always thought was really intriguing that, you know, I've heard people try to get mad at Eminem in the past, but like this one line, if anything, for this day and age, I think is the most spicy. And it was in Without Me. And it goes something along the lines of who would have thought that a white boy would dominate the you know a black game yeah Some, i was just like rip i mean there's an interview of 50 cent who mm-hmm. was like hip, he 50 cent says hip-hop is a black people game mm-hmm. he said it is he's and then 50 cent goes on to say it's hard for some people to accept that a white guy can do it so well because I, I mean he is crazy he's he's good he's good he's good you know and and sometimes you gotta give the respect right and it's tough because you know he he dealt with this is not gonna be popular but he did deal with a lot of racism growing up in the rap game totally because he was white it's popular it's true yeah like that's that was a reality if if you're a white guy growing up in detroit trying to get into rap like it's it's gonna be tough you yeah. know it's watch just the reality the movie. yeah before you get your loud mouths going in the comments watch the movie <laughs> Uh, yeah, the one that was loosely based on his life. Um, just loosely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know how we got on this topic. But yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, what, what could have been the meaning behind it? I loved how a lot of like left-wing media really jumped on it right away. They're just like, oh yeah, you supported Kaepernick. Whoa. And Snoop Dogg was high. Yeah. <laughs> and cancel Snoop Dogg while you're at it. Because he was high. Yeah. All of it was so... It's, that's one thing I would I would hate to, especially in this day and age, to perform at a Super Bowl because everyone's now got a, a a viewpoint of things you've done. And everyone's just like, also got a camera on you, yeah, right? And they, put you, your phone down. You're at the Super Bowl. Seriously, have you ever had that moment too? I'm sure it's happened where like you're just living your life, and you're just doing things, and someone comes up to you and they're just like, "Hey, what you did hurt me." Oh yeah, and like it just takes you like, what? How I wasn't like you weren't even in my purview. I wasn't even thinking about you. I was just yeah. kind of doing my thing. Yeah. Didn't realize. Sorry, like that's happened to me, and it's probably been like it hits me like a train every time. Because, A, I, I feel deeply for people, and I hate when pe- people feel bad. Yeah. Um, so when that's happened, I'm, I'm just like, I just get stunned, right? Yeah. 
And so I can only imagine, like, you're just doing a performance and people start taking away things from it. Like, I'd be so annoyed. Like, bro, I was just out here jamming out. I was just in front of, that's the biggest concert in the world. Exactly. At that point in time, the biggest concert in the world. Like, what? Uh, like, what? Like, come on, man. That's ridiculous. But anyway, anyways, drama, but um, but you had a story about Snoop Dogg. Yeah, this that was, was intriguing. This was uh, I just I don't know, fell down like a hole one night on the internet, and I just started looking into Snoop Dogg and Suge Knight and Death Row Records and all that because I mean, there's a lot of relation between all those people between Snoop and Death Row and all their labels, and Suge Knight was all over the rap game for a long time. Um. And so, I mean, everyone, I'm sure, knows that Suge Knight founded Death Row Records and Snoop was signed to that with his first album and none of anything Suge did really went well for anyone. Like, it was generally always messy and violent and bad and just not good. So I noticed during the halftime show that Snoop Dogg was wearing a chain and it was like <laughs> like a big old gold chain with, a, with the Death Row Records symbol on it. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So I decided to look into Death Row Records because last I saw was an interview of Snoop Dogg saying Suge was a CEO and now he's just an inmate. So like I know they're not on good terms. Like He does not like Suge Knight. And I looked and it said that in like 2000, end of 2020, um, E1 or something uh, as part of a big merger bought Death Row Records for $4 billion dollars. And then this new company that owned Death Row just sold the rights to Death Row to Snoop Dogg like this February, like days before the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Days before he became owner to, of the rights to Death Row and then wore the chain, <laughs> which is just such an iconic, like, screw you. You did everyone dirty and now I own your company. It's that F you money, I guess. That is. I own your company and now you're an inmate. Because Shug got like 18 years in jail. Yeah, what did he do? He, well, he, uh, I think he, it was like extortion and he, I'm pretty sure he killed someone. Oh, wow. Um, didn't they, didn't everyone accuse him of killing Tupac? I have honestly no I'm idea. I'm pretty sure that Snoop Dogg accused Suge Knight of killing Tupac. Dang. Yeah. Or Biggie. I'm yeah. sure he was, he, I think one he was accused of, of killing one of them. Yeah. Tupac would make more sense if it's on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely was Tupac because Tupac, I think, was signed to death row. Okay. With same time, I think that Snoop Dogg was. See, like that's the thing as a business owner, I'd love to be able to pull that off someday. Someone's just did you dirty and just turn around, and pull that's that. That's like the Dave Portnoy champagne bottle, that's exact, but like to exactly. the next level. Like, I bought your company. Yeah, and you're in jail. Literally the first thing I get is like, yeah, iconic. Good I, it's like it, it's so iconic. And that's the best thing you can do if someone's did you dirty. Like, you don't have to get to their level. No, just uh, sometimes the wrong person can be running the right thing. Yeah. So just take that from them. Yeah. You know, airplane. Good for him, and also good for all of them because they almost all of them except for Eminem was over the age of fifty. Yes. And they all look great. They did. They're they all look great, dude. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was funny because my dad, obviously, you know, he's he's a boomer and he was watching, you know, the show and you know he enjoyed it for what it was. He knew he knew Eminem of course yeah. and Snoop Dogg and a little bit of Dre. Um, then obviously he, he knew 50 cents too, but so he only, he just didn't know who Mary J. Blige was. Yeah. No, no, neither <laughs> of my parents knew who Mary J. Blige was. My mom's like, who's that? Uh, I was like, oh, it's Mary J. Blige. She's like, oh, cool. And, uh, and they didn't know who uh, Kendrick was, but, ah, um, fair. yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. that's, it's like two opposite spectrums, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, but like my dad saw like the, he kind of was like watching Eminem, but then like he wa- saw the marketing photo of him, like the, the cover image they did. Oh the yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. And he was like. Eminem looks so much different than he did when he was younger. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's rocking that beard, dude. So. My dad was convinced that he was going to take off his hat and he was going to have, like, bleach blonde hair again. Because <laughs> he was singing, old, like, he only sang one song. Yeah, yeah. I wish that Eminem part was longer. Yeah, a little bit. I thought I thought that was going to be, like, the iconic moment Me of the too. night. Or, like, you know, again, you came on Lose Yourself, which I named that movie. We already alluded to it tonight. And uh, so... Yeah. It, like, I just love that he did that song for that movie, and it became one of his most popular songs. Absolutely. That was, I'm sure, so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Especially because it was, yeah. I'm curious what was going through Adam's mind when they did that movie. Was he like, oh, this is going to be the biggest thing ever? Or was he like, no, I just want to like, kind of share my story and see what happens. I'm curious. Who knows? Mm-hmm. What's also interesting is, he's, did you know that he started a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti? 
I did not know that. Yeah, he, That's amazing. His mom's spaghetti, and he'll serve you, like, spaghetti on, like, a hot dog or, like, spaghetti in a taco. And he had a stand out front of the Super Bowl. He Really? Yeah, there was a mom spaghetti truck, apparently, out front of the Super Bowl. That's not, okay. I and was, he has, like, a couple, amazing. there's, like, restaurants around Detroit called Mom Spaghetti. Dude, that's <laughs> sad. That like, there's a picture of him on launch date serving spaghetti out of the drive-thru. That's <laughs> so iconic. These rappers have so much money now, they can do their passion product, like, just do whatever. Yeah. And that's, like, that's the beauty. Like, you can do so well with things that you're, like, good at. And, and then have fun. Just go have fun later. Start all these businesses and everything. It's great. Mom spaghetti. Dude, that's amazing. Phil, do you know this? It's like Kanye completing all the side quests right now with his new truck. <laughs> oh my God. Kanye. Un- We're hitting all the rappers tonight. Do you know what I... Do you know the Uncut Jams meme? Yeah. <laughs> Uncut Jams. What'd you... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Um, Kanye West is Uncle John. Uncle John's. Uh, he's all over the place, dude. And the fact that she thought that she was his muse, yeah, is also quite funny. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Do Do you think so? Do you, maybe she's onto something. Who knows? Kim Kardashian was definitely his muse. Oh, okay, he did the most while with her. Yeah. He sold her half of Yeezy. Did he? Did you not see that? Dude, I don't follow pop culture. Kim Kardashian was offered a million dollars to make one post in Sheen clothing, but Sheen knocks off Yeezy a lot. So Kanye said, if you please don't sign, like, please don't do it. It'll be worth it. And on Mother's Day, he gave her 50% of the company for not making the post. Oh, my God. But they offered a million dollars for her to make one post. That's how much her brand's worth. A million dollars for an Instagram post. And she turned it down, and in return got fifty percent of Yeezy. See, like that's 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 the dream is being able to turn just, down a million because you know you'll get like yeah, or the fact that like a brand company to give you a million dollars for an Instagram post like that's like like that's amazing. That's crazy. Did you imagine at that point? See, someone comes up, oh, they podcast one post, million bucks. People hate on the Kardashians and Kris Jenner. Kris Jenner is a brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly what she was doing. They had their eye on a prize. They wanted to be wealthy and they wanted to be famous. Yeah. And she did it. She said, say less. It's the American dream. She did it. Mm-hmm. For every single one of her children. That's not. And for, well, I guess, Caitlyn Jenner, but right. she did it for mm-hmm. Bruce. That's right. their dead name, but mm-hmm. yeah. Crazy. It's amazing how things change and things people accomplish, right? Yeah, um, I thought that, I thought it was really important to touch on like how all the stories because it, it's all business related. It's really, all interesting. business like the Kardashians are a business. Just the mm-hmm. name yeah. Kardashian is a business. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We're here for it, Philip. What is it? We're here for it. I love that Philip's rocking the Hollister sweater tonight. Not an ad. What's wrong with Hollister? I haven't worn Hollister since I was. Actually, actually, I never wore Hollister. I did the American Me Eagle. Me either. Thing. I was the American Eagle <laughs> they don't kid. Like bigger kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the bigger kids. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Yeah, um, yeah. I I was because all the kids at my school did Hollister. My I had a my school was like Abercrombie Aeropostale for a moment. Oh yeah. Then Hollister because we didn't have a store here until right. like junior too late. high, right? And then at junior high, I was like, oh. Junior high is grade 10 here, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Grade 7. Oh, yeah. Junior high, sorry. Grade 7 through grade 9. Yeah. Um. So grade 7. How old were you in grade 7? 12. And that, what, what year was that in? 2012, 13. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. 2012. Grade 7. 12 years old. Bruh. I know. And here we are. I was 20. <laughs> really? I just moved to Nova Scotia to go to school at NASCAD. Really? Yeah. In 2012? Yeah. 2012. Yeah. 2011. I moved here from NASCAD. So second year at NASCAD. You I was in 2012. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 20. I was 19 when I first moved here. 20. Yeah. That's crazy. Gee. Dude, bro. I was just walking around the mall with my grandmother trying to go into Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely one of the kids I made fun of while I was walking around that small too. Like, look at these guys still going to Hollister. What a bunch of wieners. Uh, my grandmother was such a G. I would say, Nan, we are going to the mall to go to the bowling alley. And God love her 70-year-old self. She'd come bowling with me. She'd play <laughs> air hockey. Everything. What an icon. That's amazing. Oh. We we love our grandparents, we man. We do. Any day, she'd say, we go to the mall. I'd say, yep. 
You're sure right I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're sure right I do. Yeah, I think the only thing, uh, yeah, our mall was made famous. Uh, yeah, because that was the mall that they filmed Mean Girls into. Um, yes. Yeah, and then so, all, yeah, all the kids make it. Uh, yeah, I was, I've always been a contrarian by nature. Mm. So all the kids at school were wearing Hollister. I was like, bah. my my form of protest is like, well, you do Hollister? I want to go to American Eagle. <laughs> I remember when I was talking Stupid. about this with Hannah the other day, and it was the absolute chokehold that Bench had on all of us. Oh. Do you remember Bench jackets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was everyone had to have a bench coat, and you was like, it was the rat race to make sure you weren't the last one to have a bench jacket. And it was crazy. I was just like, who, looking back now, I'm like, it was clothes, dog. Like, it was just a jacket that you left in the hall, and you didn't even wear it in, in class. True. <laughs> Why did we care so much? <laughs> I'm the cool one now. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's nuts. I know, right? It was the Canada Goose jacket with the Uggs. Oh, oh Uggs had a great... Canada yeah. Goose didn't have it here until I was in high school. No one wore Canada Goose, and then all of a sudden, high school I was like, "Oh my gosh, are you guys all rich?" Yeah, what the heck's going I ain't gonna on? lie. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be straight up. Nova Scotia easily was probably about five years behind any trend. Totally, which is I thought was really interesting. It's funny because like I had my can, like I definitely had my Canada Goose moment, mm-hmm. like for sure. And now I'm just like, there are much better coats, for, right? Like way you, less. you said Canada Goose was a thing for you in high schoolish. Yeah. But I didn't buy. I didn't buy any because I was like, I just couldn't. It just wasn't right. There were kids in high school working Chopper's Drug Mart having a can of goose. So I was like, that's weird. Right. So yeah, that would have been like 2014, 2015-ish. 2014 was my first year high school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, because can of goose was a huge thing uh, back in like 2006, 2007 in, in Ontario. But see, I'm also convinced like the trends here. Exactly. You're yeah. right because it's like right now, like our Coach store just closed because mm. there wasn't enough sales. I'm convinced it's because now people in Halifax can more actively afford Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Balenciaga. Mm. They don't want coach. Right. I just think that's it's just the trends. It's, Interesting. It, you know, so I think that's the way it goes. Yeah. About 21% increase in housing. We could do it for you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny now because a lot of whenever I'm, you know, going around downtown, I'll see all the kids from the Citadel or walking. They go to Spring Garden for, you know, lunch or whatever. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, A&W he, Park Lane Mall. Yeah. That's where it's at. And they're just wearing what, like, what was in style, like, four or five years ago in Norway. And I was like, oh, okay, we're at this point, huh? You're yeah. Right. We've reached the uh, TNA super puff phase. Right. Oh, yeah, you have. Uh, we have. Yeah, I'm not pretentious at all. Um, oh, I am. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Oh. But, yeah. I know those who are from here are probably super offended. I'm so sorry. But it's just the reality of life. That's how things go. Oh, I got made fun of so hard when I went back to Toronto after like my first two years here. Oh, because you went back all Haligonianized? Yeah. Oh, no. They rushed me so hard over there. I was like, guys, leave me alone, man. I'm just trying to live my life in Halifax. It's a much simpler, slower life than you jabronis over here in Toronto. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah. It's changing now, dude. Dang. And that was a great, you know, uh, riff. Back to this what I was a, supposed to talk about. off the cuff episode, man. We're talking about everything. Off the cuff. Let's go. Oh. Boom. Let's show that. Triggered. Anyways, let's finish this off. Um, Crap, we're not going to get to anything tonight. That's all right. Um, Do I want to touch on this? Yeah, let's touch on that. On the last one? Or wild card? The last one here. The QR codes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's been lots of made up of the QR codes here in Canada, specifically used as a form of vaccine passport. (laughs) Once was your BlackBerry pin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for BBM. True. That's where I got famous. That? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The QR code really did make a comeback in 2021. Yes. Um, anyways, and so a lot of people are talking about it. And there's a TikTok that was recently made of the amount of information that's stored on a QR code. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a bit. Um, it hasn't been so much verified yet, but as someone who works in tech and knows yeah. what can be stored in a QR code, I it's not far. Um, Download any QR code reader app on your phone. And scan your Vax Pass and look at what it shows. Yeah, do it. It's really quite cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't done it, but let's. Uh, let's you haven't do done it. Let's I do think it right I have now. the Vax Pass specific app, but let's see. Oh yeah, I'll pull my Vax Pass up right now. I'll be curious to see what it pulls up, and we can just do this right live, so people know. Okay, here I'm gonna get it. I don't know if it really matters, but one, I think they all pretty much do the same thing. Your camera will do it. Well, I'm not. I've actually never tested these ones with the camera. Oh, Let's try it. I think these work. are a specific type of QR code. Oh. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah, really. these ones don't work. Mm. Um, but you can do this. You can get one. It's called Vaxicode, so you can get oh, okay. that one. Just whatever. Just download it. Yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> Not as well. it's oh, the it's the Quebec one. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> we we just sold off if all you our want information. To support Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> anyway, let's see here. Permission required. Just give it to them. Just give give them all. Let's give it, do it. your sin number two while you're at it. Oh yeah. It's all tied to the same thing, right? Okay, now let's scan this. So from just uh, fake facts, ass man. <laughs> oh my! What happened? Well, we knew that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll give it up. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> um, it's only been four years. Uh, wow. Think of that. From when I had to uh, do a little internship that I couldn't even ask for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love telling that story. It's my favorite. <laughs> I tell people that all the time because um, like, you are someone who like that just doesn't fit your mo at all like you do everything on your own for yourself i know and that one story that's how we met was you having your mom ask for a job okay maybe i'm wrong maybe they have locked this down now that you cannot do it oh dang. um let's see i'll give it one last try we're all fake news here apparently nova scotia vaccine is it because i zoomed in on oh it? vax check ns i'm sorry is the uh, app you can use i guess to that is that where that one billion dollars went to oh yeah right all these sure. apps oh all those apps oh man that's lit bro so just right away i mean it pulls i'm confirmed joshua you confirmed thank you oh sweet. that's a, that's i guess what that gives you yeah um but i want to know i want to know my information which i don't think if you're using that because i saw a restaurant use it the other day i don't think they're gonna allow you to pull your information through it I think they started maybe locking it down. Uh, at least they're smart about something. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be scanning in any of the apps, so maybe this is a good learning lesson that maybe it is only the authorized government app can yeah. scan it, which is maybe a good thing. That is a good thing. Maybe it's been locked down. Yeah, either way, we do know that there was there's a quite a bit of information that's stored on this device that's not exactly just your vaccination Yeah, totally. Status. You can even see it like in your, if you have the health app, mm -hmm. you can go view like uh your proof of vaccine in the settings and there's like 30 different like codes and like urls that is like it's linked to so there's mm -hmm. there's data behind that yeah you know and so obviously this guy did that experiment on tiktok and all he was like oh is this real is this true and they kind of did their own experiments and people found things you know like yourself yeah uh, this is all connected to and uh and the thing is there's a lot going on behind the scenes too where they're trying to tie a lot to one QR code, kind yes. of similar to what we do in tying everything to a SIN number, right? Right. So they're, they're trying to get the banking stuff figured out. Uh, they're working on our uh, hospitalization stuff. So like no health card anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Health card will be into the QR code. Uh, a lot of these government services, they're trying to tie into one QR code. Oh. From what I've heard. Um, I've heard it from, uh, well, again, this again, this is another TikTok person who said who worked in the government is saying this is all happening right again i take that as a grain of salt don't totally right but to those who i do know who work in the government who also happen to work in pro you know user experience stuff yes that's the other it's they haven't told me anything explicitly but they have they're kind familiar of, they're familiar with that type of idea of trying to amalgamate all those situations together right right which as a ux designer and someone who tries to design products that make Life easier, easier for yeah. people. I think this is a fantastic idea. Just put it all in one place. I just go wherever I, any government service I go to. I just scan a QR code, and and they pull the relevant information. Exactly. Off. I don't have to go. Oh, here's my freaking health card. Here's this other card. Like, uh, here's, here's my, my social. Note. Yeah, here's it, my health card. Yeah. Here's my debit card. Like, yeah, that's all. Like, I think it's sick. It's sweet as a UX designer, as a UX process. It's amazing. Totally. The only issue I have is that's a lot of power. It's a lot put, of data. Yeah, a lot of data to give to one entity who's proven over the past two years can't be fully trusted. Yeah, I mean, I think my my opinion is is like there's things maybe you can the government's got their hands in enough. Mm -hmm. Keep your hands on as much as you can. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, do what you feel is right for you and comfortable for you, obviously. Um, but, yeah, like, 
but also just be empathetic that people will, are concerned about this idea. Yeah. It's weird. Do you remember? I, They're not all right wing conspiracy theorists because they have an idea that it might be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an idea like and people are going to hate me for this comparison, but it's something I thought was interesting. I remember back in, uh, this would have been 2016, 2015, 2016, when China finally rolled out their social credit system. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I remember all of us freaking out over here. It was like, that's nuts. What are they doing over there? That's crazy. Well, this is actually a form of that. You start bringing anything to one spot, you know, we could, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility where you walk into any type of establishment and you have to scan a QR code to be able to enter. Um, that's a form of just tracking wherever you're going. You know, like, I'm not saying anyone's going to refuse you or accept you based on whatever they see on whatever gets scanned, but... It does open up a door to something of that nature. It opens up, a, I think, a huge, like, 60-ton door to discrimination. Mm. I think we deal with enough systemic racism and discrimination that all we need is someone scanning their barcode, and they can see their credit history, maybe it's low, Mm -hmm. that they can see maybe their ethnic background and maybe doesn't fit what's currently happening that day. They can see their socioeconomic status to determine they're not the right person. All with a scan of a barcode because you wanted to go do something really unrelated to needing to prove any of those things to anyone. I think the, if I'm going to an appointment that would require my social insurance number, I should only be giving you my social insurance number. Yeah, You'll need to see my health history because, for example, getting banking products often come with life insurance policies. What a better way now to tap into your health history than through this QR code. You can't hide it anymore. Not that you should hide things from your insurance agents, but. but there's certain things you have to do to protect yourself because yeah, you will be discriminated against. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. protect yourself. Your loyalty lies with yourself, not yeah. the big banks and government. Mm-hmm. Who so, will like not insure you if you have X, Y, and Z history. And will also strike your head off if it means they can protect themselves. Yeah. So protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you're doing this and it's like, I don't know. I think there's too many underrepresented groups of people who are going to get taken advantage of way worse than they are now because of this. Mm. That's good. Yep, that's fair. It's, uh, I'm not, again, as I said, as a UX designer, I think it's fantastic. Me too. It's, it's like, amazing. It's like, In a perfect world, it's awesome. It's like tap. It's like when tap first got, yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, I have to bring my debit. I went, I go everywhere on my wallet now. Yeah. Like, no, I don't bring my license. I bring my phone. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. If I get pulled over, you have 24 hours to show that you have a license. Yeah. I'll deal with it. I'd rather deal with that than worry about have ADD. Then remember where my wallet is. So right. I just go. Mm-hmm. So imagine it's like everything you need is on one Apple wallet card. Right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. It is cool. Like it's such a cool idea. And I know like Philip's clamoring to get in here because he's going to talk to us about what Nora's been doing over the past few years. But please, it, it actually it's important for you to explain what's been happening over there, what you guys do. Yeah, so in Norway, your entire, you basically have your own digital identity where you have, it's very secured, two-factor, you have your own code, you have a code chip that every time you log in, it's going to send a code just to your chip. Yeah. As well as, you know, three other passwords to get in. Yeah. And you, through this kind of network, it's called your ID or like my network, and your all your banking's through it, your healthcare's through it. So doctor's appointment, COVID passes, all of that is fully digitized and available online. Oh shit! So even if you're doing investments, that's gonna go through your bank. You use your digital ID. So your entire digital ID is just linked to your phone number, or you know, you give a call to text, and then your chip to log in for the more secure areas. And it's, it's just everything is so well connected in that way. You can just, you know, flip over. I'm doing my healthcare now. Oh, I need to check my other thing. I'll just go over there. Mm. Everything's already connected. It's all in there. Oh, I need to book a COVID appointment to get it. Booking a COVID test. All that same page as you find all your additional information for just health. You're, all of that is on one page. Easy to navigate, same login, no, you know, booking on a completely opposite site and then get a QR code and then your time. It's just through your doctor. Your doctor will see, oh, you booked your test, come in. It's just 
connected and it's made things so efficient. See, that sounds amazing. Like, I want that. I do. But I just don't know. Is the expense, like, I mean, it's like, are you, you can't ask your government, are you going to, are you going to leak my data and use it against me? Right. No. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, they won't tell you. What's that? Well, that's not a QR code. It's a chip that you have. It's like, oh, I, did this login? Send it to these people. Right. Well, this is my thing about it, right? Is say, you know, uh, what we're always doing, you know, say it is like very secure in what they're doing. Yeah. And it sounds like it is. Yeah. But it, isn't it the most North American thing possible to see what's happening in another country and just half bake it here because we think it's a good idea? Rather than so we're doing it on a cute, world leaders yeah, and do it the yeah, right way. Exactly. These guys talking about a chip that you only have. Over here, we're doing QR codes where people can scan and get your information, which they clearly are seems to be half working of trying to make sure they lock it down. Well, see, okay, I was scanning a Vax Pass. That's not a traditional QR code, right? Okay. You can scan any QR code through the camera app, right? Of yeah. an iPhone, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but that, these are the things, right? It's just like QR codes aren't exactly the most secure things in the world, right? You can print them. You can reprint them a trillion times mm-hmm. and mail them and put them on websites. I imagine that's like a whole new revenge. Mm. Is like, oh, I got my hands on this guy's QR code. True. And if it's a QR code that opens a link that you have to log into, I'm fine. Different. I'm yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But, but it was just like a check mark. Oh, this is a Josh Udall's. Yeah. Signing in here. Broke. No. On LV. Like, and it's like well, all like, these factors that someone can use to. Exactly. Exactly. And the chip thing actually reminds me of like um actually one of our, our guests here, Morgan. Um, she brought me like something like that once upon a time where it's like Banks it's a, use them in America. Like Wells yeah. Fargo has a has a key. It makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you put it you put your information on a key that you only have and you can you plug it in if you need whatever necessary information needs to be used for that, that at that service station, whatever. That makes sense. When I worked at Apple, we had one time password cards. Mm. It was the size of a credit card and it had a button and when I clicked it it generated a six digit number. That authorized me to log in on my computer. Interesting. And only I had that card. Yeah. See, there's a way to do it that's very secure and efficient. But as I said, we have a track record, both states and and Canada, of just half-baking everything. I know. So, Especially when there's countries demonstrating. It's like, how ignorant. Mm -hmm. You could have just had a meeting. I'm sure they'll talk. I'm sure they could have been like, hey, can we learn from you? It's going to have done an email (laughs) though. It could have been an email. <laughs> I know. Totally. Uh, I'm here for it, you know, but hey, I don't know if, uh, what, what, what are you feeling, Dalton? Are we going to call it a night or do we go into our wild card segment? What do I'm going to go into it. You, you get to do. go into it? I mean, how, what's I'm it? getting, I drive back no matter what. So <laughs> I feel like it's Who not said that. Who said that? I feel like it's not that deep. It's not, not that deep. It's interesting. I guess we, we've been going, we've been spitballing all night. Let's keep spitballing some more. Yeah. The inventor of the water-powered car, was he killed? Or did he just die by natural causes? So, I mean, there's definitely... I've seen a lot of TikToks about him recently. How recent is this? Good question. Uh, This is... That's October 2021, so a few months old. Um, uh, Admittedly, I don't know much about, like, what he did, what happened, but the title's pretty self-explanatory. He invented a car that can be run on water... Water's everywhere. It would have disrupted big oil and gas. You know, you know, big businesses don't like to be disrupted. Yeah, and it was a pretty successful car too. Like it did, it, it could go yeah, it's pretty like far. It puttered for five, you yeah. know, inches. It's did, like, did this? Does this article specify what, the performance of this car at all? Uh, the water-powered car. Nothing there. On a tour across the country. Oh, boom! Oh, it did the job. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's read this all out. All right. So, we've we've established that this guy started built a water powered car that could get across the country, the United States. So it works. It works. It does the job. And then let's go into his death. After the he, a lawsuit was served of some sort. After the lawsuit, Mayor and his brother continued their campaign to get the water fuel cell into every vehicle. One day, this led him to a meeting with two foreign investors at a local restaurant. Stanley ordered a cranberry juice with his meal, and moments after receiving it, he excused himself and ran it into the street. His brother followed him out of the restaurant to find him violently vomiting on the sidewalk. Stanley then turned to his brother and said, they poisoned me and died. Conspiracies have abounded in response to the mysterious death of Stanley Meyer, while the autopsy confirmed that the cause of death was not poisoning. The circumstances are pretty odd. 
Weird. And again, this is not like a most credible website you'll ever see in the world. I don't like you know, but it's just an interesting story and interesting thought. We do know there is history. This man did invent the water-powered car who just randomly died. We do know that. Yeah. And it just, to me, the reason why this was so fitting is like we were talking earlier that there was once a gentleman on a plane um, and the plane had crashed, which Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens. But I mean, not as, I mean, there's coincidences in life, but I like to believe that sometimes there's a reason. Connections. Yeah. And he had been almost 100% successful in coming with a cure for Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. Like, and so that's what's incurable. Like, Alzheimer's is, uh, like, that's like figuring out for cancer. It's like something that no one knows how to do. Mm-hmm. And he just died in a plane crash with with his research papers. Sorry, that's the kicker. Is his, He was traveling with his research papers. Man. So no one could continue doing his work because it went down in the crash. Dude. So. Weird stuff, man. I don't know. I think there, there's... People can get things done. Yeah. I feel like... Well, ma- like, totally. I mean, the mafias existed at one point. Yeah. People do get things done. And the mafia still exists. It just exists in different forms. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I think people have done a lot of cool things for humanity over the years. A lot of cool inventions have happened. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them get silenced and closed down for whatever reason. Yeah, they're, they're too... Disruptive. Yeah. I'm curious, what would have happened if Instagram didn't sell to Facebook? I know. Interesting, right? Uh, we we know what happened when TikTok wouldn't sell to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook tried to rival them and still getting crushed. Yeah. You know? I know. It's, if it's too disruptive, there's someone that tries to either take you over, and then if they can't take you over, they try and take you out. Mm-hmm. Be careful, guys. You gotta be careful out there. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we might be talking too much these days. We might, we, we might just die automatically somehow, <laughs> oh somewhere. I wake up, Dalton's dead. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Guess the podcast is over. Oh, man. That was uh, an action packed episode, y'all. That was. That, it was nice to just talk. Yeah. We were just going vibing. We just hit everything. Yeah. We love it. We're, we, uh, we're grateful to be back on with you again, as I said. Uh, we've been kind of starting off the season, and we took, a, I found our break was a little long, at least for me. Um, yeah. I'm still, I, I still feel rusty and we're like four episodes in now to the season. I'm <laughs> yeah. like still trying to figure out what our vibe was before we broke off. And so I think we're slowly getting back to it. And we were very grateful that those of you have been patient with us as yeah. we kind of figure out what we're feeling and, and going and touching on, uh, it means the world, but we have a lot, a lot to re- announce this coming quarter, um, later in this quarter, I should say. Yeah, uh, some things that are going to be important for you as listeners. People have been l- watching are very grateful that you have been, and we really want to reward you with that. And uh, we have some things planned. We excited plan. Yeah, man. Announce soon, very soon. It's coming. We promise. Gee. So, whatever it is you're doing, whether you be driving to the coast, or driving to the coast in a water-powered car, or are we watching the Super Time, the halftime show. Hey, whatever, whatever you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. And we're out. Peace.